exhaustion, feeling tired, fatigued, worn out, worn down. I don't need to explain what any of these things mean to you because I'm sure you have felt all of them. They all occur when you are having low energy and when you are feeling fatigued and just worn down in the middle of the day and have low energy, it can really be difficult to get things done. So what is causing the low energy and how can we actually improve it? Obviously, poor sleep is going to make you feel tired. And when you're a young mom with a baby or toddlers, that's super common. But often we chalk it up as just that. It's just that I'm a young mom. Sometimes there's other things going on and we can still improve the way we're feeling during the day, even if you are a mom of young children. Fatigue is a lingering tiredness that is consistent and limiting. And today we're going to talk about a few things that may be causing it and tips to improve it to hopefully increase your energy during the day, which is going to help you feel better. My name's Andrea Allen, and I am a mother of four girls under seven, a wifey to a mountain man, a personal trainer, and a nutrition coach. I love all things women's health and fitness, but let's face it, the fitness industry is complicated and it's not built for the everyday mom. There's so much conflicting information and you're busy and you don't have time to figure it out. I hate feeling confused and overwhelmed. So I've made it my mission to simplify health and fitness while creating a welcoming, realistic, and empowering home for like-minded women. I'm happy you're here and I hope you stay a while. I am going to give you seven tips and things to be aware of to help improve your low energy because I know that's super common where people just feel worn out and kind of just fatigued all day long. So we want to try to really improve our energy levels during the day because again, it makes us more effective and it makes us feel better. The first thing that you should be aware of is that eating too many refined sugars actually makes you feel tired. Here's how it works. Junk food is highly processed sugars and can cause your blood sugar to soar and then it crashes. That creates ups and downs. So I want you to imagine like a roller coaster. So when we have junk food and sugary refined foods, we're on going up on the roller coaster and then it's a sudden crash, which makes us feel sluggish and tired. When sugar and processed foods are consumed, when we eat them, then we have that rapid rise in blood sugar and that signals to our pancreas to provide a large amount of insulin to get the sugar out of our cells. So that creates the blood sugar levels to spike. Obviously, then we have that subsequent fall that we talked about on that roller coaster dipping down. That is what makes you feel exhausted. Then oftentimes we try to fix it because we have cravings when we're in that lull, in that dip down of the cycle, feeling tired. So we have quick cravings and we try to eat something else again that's sugary or a simple sugar to try to boost that energy back up, which obviously creates a vicious cycle, eating refined sugars, feeling the crash and going up and down and up and down. A second piece to that is that you actually may not be eating enough calories. So this is my second tip. And it really does go hand in hand with the refined sugars. When you eat too few calories, your metabolism has to slow down to conserve energy. This potentially causes fatigue because your metabolism is like, oh, 
Tina is only going to give me a thousand calories today. So I'm going to move at a snail's pace to make sure that I don't need more because she's not giving me more. So it makes you feel tired. As moms, that is so common because we get busy doing things, caring for kids, dropping stuff off, making meals, whatever we're doing, we get busy. And so often we forget to eat or we grab for something that's quick and easy, like a refined sugar. And then we're sometimes not sleeping really well because we've got kids that are waking up in the night. And then we turn into basically a walking zombie. And hopefully we don't look like the people on The Walking Dead. But sometimes as a mom, you do. It also becomes more difficult for you to meet your vitamin and mineral needs because in your food is your intake of vitamin D, iron, and other important nutrients that you need to help fight off fatigue. So it's really important that you're not under eating because then you're also not getting the right nutrients to help you not feel tired along with not eating enough calories, is it's common for people to not eat enough protein. I did an entire episode on protein because I feel like people don't understand how valuable it is, whether you're trying to lose fat or gain muscle, protein is your friend. Something else to think about is inadequate protein honestly does contribute to fatigue or just low energy levels. Consuming protein has been shown to boost your metabolism because it is harder for your body to break down protein. The thermogenic response to that is higher than for carbs and fat. So it makes your metabolism work more. And so it's good to eat because it kind of livens things up a little bit. In addition, protein honestly helps with weight loss and it can help Obviously, you not feel tired because you're not carrying around extra weight, so you feel better. But again, if you're more curious about protein, go back to the episode, Protein for Fat Loss and Building Muscle. So not eating enough calories can make you feel fatigued and also not eating enough protein. My third tip is that you might possibly be too sedentary. This is really tricky today because a lot of people have jobs where it forces them to be sedentary or we just feel so busy doing things at home like especially with the pandemic a lot of people didn't leave their houses very much so they became more sedentary but I think now with things opening back up and we're a little bit more aware I think if you're feeling extra fatigued I would suggest to start exercising When I was younger, I remember I would (laughs) be in my house. It's like, I'm sure anyone, if you watch Netflix or if you watch a show for a long period of time, you start to feel like sluggish and tired. And my dad would kick me out of the house and make me go mow the lawn. (laughs) And I'd be like, dad, I'm sick. He'd be like, no, you're not sick. Go outside and mow the lawn. I'd be like, fine. I always felt better once I started moving outside. The tiredness went away. The sluggishness went away. And once I started moving I felt great. And I honestly think that is another reason people feel tired is because we don't move enough. Exercise can honestly boost your energy levels, as we talked about last week, because it promotes those neurotransmitters to your brain, such as dopamine, norepinephrine, serotonin, the endorphins, all the good things, okay? So it's super helpful for you, and it's why you feel so good after a workout. Exercise can also make your muscles more efficient. So that means they use less energy and therefore conserve ATP. ATP, I'm sure you guys are like, what? I remember that word. I learned it in biology like 20 years ago. ATP is, that simply just means that little molecule that transfers energy to your cells. It's basically the base unit, the base molecule of energy. But when our muscles are stronger, we're more efficient, so we have to use less, which is awesome, so we don't feel as tired because we're conserving our energy better. And I know some of you are thinking, well, I'm too tired to exercise. 
I know that's a common thought, but give it 10 minutes. There are literally so many research articles that show that exercise reduces fatigue among healthy people and even people with illnesses. They've even found it among people with cancer. So if you're a little bit more sedentary, if you're kind of stuck in your house, don't be scared to move in your house. Go up and down your stairs a few times if you're feeling tired. Go in your bedroom and do some Pilates. Watch a video. Go walk around your yard. Oftentimes when I'm working and I have a phone call, I won't sit at my desk or I won't sit in my living room. I will circle my yard. I literally will do laps around my yard or go out front and walk around just because I'm like, if I'm talking, I might as well be moving. It helps me feel more alert. So if you are worried that you're feeling fatigued, my third tip is going to be how sedentary are you? Are you exercising regularly? And if you're not, I'm going to encourage you to give it 10 minutes and start with at least three times a week. My fourth tip, and this is a little bit more less known than some of the other tips, is food sensitivities affect your energy levels. Food is supposed to give you energy, but medical research shows that there are a lot of intolerances and allergies which actually do the opposite, and we are feeling that way because of the food we're having. Any sort of food intolerance can cause rashes, digestion problems, runny noses, headaches, and yes, a very common overlooked symptom is fatigue. So I am going to suggest if you are sleeping enough and you're exercising and you're eating enough that you might want to look into possibly getting an food test done or doing an elimination diet where you cut out some really common foods that can cause some sensitivities. So some common ones might be gluten, dairy, eggs, soy, corn. There's tons. And sometimes there are things you don't even think of. So if you are feeling low energy on a regular basis and you're doing some of these other things, you might want to look into an elimination diet and you might honestly want to get a food test done. A few years ago, I did a food test and I know there's tons on the market. So please do your own research and find something that works for you. But I did a Viome test because I was having some bloating. And I am going to talk about that in a bloating episode because I've asked people to explain bloating. So I'm going to break that down in another episode. But I found some food sensitivities that I was like, whoa, hold the phone. I did not even know you could be sensitive to that food because they weren't any of the main culprits. And when I cut them out, I noticed a huge difference in how I felt. So if you are having fatigue and low energy on a regular basis, don't be scared to try an elimination diet and don't be scared to get a test done where it maybe tests your gut health. And again, you can research for your own, but I personally have done a Viome test. It's V I. O-M-E, Viome, and I loved it. You do it at your house, you package it all up, and you send it back to them, and then they send you back the results in an app on the phone. And I will really get into that more in another episode when we talk about bloating, because that was my issue. I was feeling really bloated. But for other people, they may just be feeling really fatigued if they're having some sort of food sensitivity or intolerance to something that they're eating regularly. Now, I feel like I need to brace you <laughs> for my next tip because some people are going to be like, that's it, Andrea, I'm done listening to you. You are cray cray. I need you to hear me out because I, I really actually fully believe in this and there's research that backs it up. My fifth tip for improving your energy is to stop relying on caffeine and energy drinks. Dun, dun, dun. I know so many people who rely on these drinks, but the problem is it's just like refined sugars. It's doing the high low the crash like the roller coaster bringing you up bringing you down and it actually ends up backfiring i'm going to give you a couple studies because i'm sure you're like andrea don't say those things don't say those words to me <laughs> don't tell me to limit my caffeine let me tell you why 
There was a study done by Trusted Source, and they did a study for people who were sleep-deprived, and they tested them with an energy shot, like just from an energy drink. They had definitely modest improvements in their alertness and their mental function, but the problem was it was so short-lived and that those who rebounded after the energy drink and after they had the caffeine or whatever, that when it wore off, they actually had worse signs of fatigue and felt worse afterwards. Another review I found, which was super cool because it reviewed 41 studies on caffeine and on energy drinks and your energy level and feelings of fatigue, was they found that people who had energy drinks, while they did, again, have that increased alertness and that improved mood for several hours after consuming it, there was excessive, way more than normal daytime sleepiness that occurred the next day. So often we're not even linking it. Maybe you're having too much caffeine in one day and the next day you're like, oh, I'm so tired, I'm so tired. And you're not even realizing the reason you feel that way is because of all the caffeine you had the day before. So you need to be aware of that. Not only can it make you feel more tired the next day, caffeine in the afternoon can even disrupt your sleep. We do not need to be having things that are going to disrupt our sleep patterns because honestly, there it's hard to sleep right now with everything going on in the first place. So be aware of that, that you kind of need to limit that. I'm not a coffee drinker, so I'm giving this advice from people I I understand who are heavy coffee drinkers and they do enjoy coffee. It does have a lot of caffeine in it, but from what I understand, there is another drink called, probably going to butcher the name, Rasa. Every time I say that word, Rasa, Rasa, all I think of is Raja, <laughs> who is Jasmine's pet tiger in Aladdin. And I know that this drink is not named after Raja. So I think it's Rasa. Forgive me if I'm saying it wrong. Again, I'm not a coffee drinker, but it's R-A-S-A. And from what I understand and the research I did on it myself, it doesn't have the crash like co- like coffee does, and it has more natural ingredients, and it uses roots and other things that are more natural to kind of give you that energy, and I've just heard really, really great things about it. So if you are someone who is drinking cups and cups of coffee, look up this drink. Again, it's R-A-S-A, and it's not Raja the Tiger. On to my next tip. Another common problem of why people are feeling low energy is hormone imbalance, which is super common. Again, if you are struggling with hormones, go back to my episode on hormones. I believe it's episode seven. Go back and listen to that episode, but that is another really super common one. So we're going to talk a little bit about your hormones and your blood work right now and things to be aware of. So the first thing, let's start with the basics. There is a gland in your neck that's called the thyroid. The thyroid controls your metabolism. Your metabolism controls your body's use of energy. Remember we talked about ATP, the energy? Again, the metabolism controls that. When the thyroid produces too many hormones, it's called hyperthyroidism. With hyperthyroidism, you can experience extreme exhaustion. On the flip side, when the thyroid processes too few hormones, that is called hypothyroidism, and that you can experience exhaustion as well. So it's like too much hyperthyroidism, exhaustion, too little hypothyroidism, exhaustion. And it's actually really common. Did you know that thyroid disease is super common, especially among women, and it actually affects 27 to 60 million people just in the United States? That is like so high. I wonder how many people are walking around with a thyroid issue and have no idea. So don't be scared to get your hormones checked. Another thing to think about is that often hypothyroidism is confused because it mimics the symptoms of depression. So a lot of times people won't even realize they have it and they 
they just think they're depressed, but it's actually an imbalance in their thyroid. So if you are feeling fatigue and low energy and it is like persistent and gnawing and always at your feet and you're exercising and you're sleeping the best you can and you're eating pretty good, get your blood work checked. Go see a doctor because there could be something going on with your hormones. Another hormone that can affect your ability to not feel tired is vitamin D. And that's actually not a hormone. That's a vitamin. I shouldn't have said hormone. Vitamin D can totally make a difference. I know for me, when I got my blood work done a couple years ago, I'm actually due to go get it done again. I felt really tired and I couldn't figure out why. And we got the blood work back and my doctor's like, oh, there's nothing wrong with you besides the fact that your vitamin D is low, which makes you tired. So that's something else to think about. There's a lot of things going on that can make you tired. So it is always a good idea to get your blood work checked if you are doing everything on your end with the sleep and the food and the exercise and things just still seem off. The last thing I'm going to cover with blood work, which is actually pretty common, but I don't think people think of that often, is anemia. So anemia is a condition in which you don't have enough red blood cells. This happens for like lots of different reasons. It can happen from henroids, ulcers, cancer, maybe you're taking too much medicine like ibuprofen or aspirin. And sometimes it just happens from lack of iron in our body or lack of folic acid or even vitamin B12. So it is super common. I have been, I have had anemia before when I was a little bit younger. I had blood work done and they said, oh, you're anemic. It is a little bit more common. And honestly, it is often coupled with chronic diseases like diabetes and kidney disease, and it can be linked with those. So being aware of anemia is actually really important. Let me explain why anemia is making you tired now. When you are anemic, your body has a lower number of red blood cells, as I talked about. This means that it doesn't make enough hemoglobin. Hemoglobin, it sounds fancy, but really it just means that it gives your blood cells color and it helps carry oxygen through your body. If you have less hemoglobin, then you are going to carry less oxygen to your body. Less oxygen makes you tired. It makes you more tired. When you're exercising, there's less oxygen available. When you're walking across the street, when you're doing anything, if there's less oxygen available because you're anemic, you're going to feel more fatigued. Some other signs of anemia are you may feel more pale or a little bit more weak. You might have shortness of breath or dizziness, or even headaches. So being aware of that is really important. And this can also be tested by a simple blood test. Iron deficiency alone is not always a problem with anemia, but it can be. So being aware of that can be helpful. And again, a simple blood test can help figure out some hormonal imbalances and anemia. And like I said, vitamin D and other vitamins and minerals and other hormones that can throw off your ability to have you know, sustained energy. One last hormone that I'm going to kind of touch on quickly because I've already talked about it is cortisol. Think about it. If you're always stressed and you are always in the fight or flight, it's going to wear down your body and you're going to have low energy. So that is one last thing in the hormone department, in the blood work department to be aware of is that if you have high cortisol, you're going to have lower energy during the day as well. So maybe look at what things you can take off your plate to help reduce your cortisol levels. So that was a ton of tips on things you can be aware of that are causing you low energy, which is super common. And it's especially a common among women because we're just go, go, go. And our minds are always going and our bodies are always going. And often we 
like I said, we grab for simple sugars because it's easy. And then sometimes we don't eat enough, which is another reason we get low energy. And then sometimes we're more sedentary with everything going on this year. And then often we turn to energy drinks and caffeine, which causes more problems. And many times with women, it can be hormonal, something in our blood, whether it's a thyroid problem, anemia, vitamins, cortisol, lots of things can be off. So I want you to go through this list of things that could be off that are causing you problems. You know, take some of the tips I gave of how to improve them and how to be aware. I feel like awareness is the key. If you can go through this checklist of all these items, I gave you seven different things to think about of what could be causing you low energy. You can weed through them and find out what's going on. And to me, feeling better is everything. Like that is everything in life. I know people care so much about aesthetics and the way they look. And while that's, you know, great and dandy, like I want to feel good and I want you to feel good. So I hope that, you know, pointing out some of these things is going to be helpful for you. If it is helpful, I say this every single time. I love when you guys share it. It means a lot to me. If you share this podcast, if you tag me, I love seeing them. I love resharing when you do share them. And if you are new to my podcast, make sure you go up to the subscribe button and click subscribe so you're getting all of my episodes. And I always appreciate your reviews. Until next time, let's work on our energy levels. Let's see what we can fix on our own and be aware of. And then if you need to get, you know, if you need to see a doctor or if you need to like have your blood worked out, please reach out and do that. But again, there's always steps we can do first on our own to help naturally improve things. So let's do those first. <laughs>